The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's already Saturday and time to connect with Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. We're not in the same studio today, but we're still going to do the program. I guess, what what do you want to call this? Tele, telebroadcasting? I don't know. <laughs> I we're think gonna... that's a good term. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenna, you brought with us, or you didn't bring with you because you're not in the studio, but you've connected us to a guest who's been on the program previously. Maybe you want to introduce who you brought along today. Yeah, so our topic expert today, and actually given the circumstances we all find ourselves in now, she's going to be our topic expert for the next couple of weeks going forward here. I've got Michelle Dodd, one of our branch managers. Um, And if you've listened to any of our Good Money Moves episodes in the past, you might recall Michelle has been on episodes where we talked about the importance of savings and how much money you should be saving. So that's episodes 11 and 12. And how to save money. I do remember that episode. Yes. Morning, Michelle. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you with us. And hopefully we all followed your advice and have a nest egg. That would be good. We did get some good tips. It would be helpful right now. That's, yeah, that's for, for darn sure, yeah. 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 Well, we talked last week's program was about down payments. What are we going to talk about this week? So this week, we are covering the steps that you need to take if you've lost your job, which is a very real situation for a lot of people right now and a looming kind of possibility for a lot more people given the current events that have unfolded over the past couple weeks. It's it's amazing to see the numbers. Just 3.3 million people nationwide over the past week. And I think in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. I I think we're approaching 200,000 just in Minnesota. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And you can I'm, find yourself in this position at any point in the year, not just during coronavirus, obviously, um, I think. But some numbers to keep in mind, too. You know, as of February 2020. The so, good old days. <laughs> the good old days. The unemployment rate in the U.S. was only around 3.5%. Um, and a, what would be considered a high rate of unemployment is around 6%. And I'm going to just speculate that when we get the figures, whenever they're mm-hmm. released, that they're going to be higher than 6%. I, yeah. At least I, temporarily. I think that's a good speculation. Yeah. Okay. So if I lost my job, what is the very, very first thing I should be doing? Um, very first step is to file for those unemployment benefits. Um, you can file for those even if you still have a job. If your hours have been reduced due to that, what's going on out there, um, that's still you're still might be eligible for some unemployment benefits. So that's step number one. Um, right now, it's very easy to do. You can do it online through MN Unemployment Insurance Office, and it's I'm going to give you the uimmm.org. Uimmm.org. So, okay. So, uh, what kind of information are they going to need for me to fill out that application? Sure. Um, there needs several forms of documentation, um, along with the application that you'll have to fill out. Um, Social Security number, driver's license, or other government-issued IDs. Um, your employment history for the last 18 months, as well as your bank account um, with routing number, so they can do a direct deposit for you. The 18 months 
employment history might be what kind of documentation could you provide for that i suppose paycheck stubs pay, pay stubs taxes okay taxes mm-hmm. would be a good one because yeah, i'm I, I will admit i i don't keep the the pay stubs because now everything's you know digitized so you always think mm-hmm. oh that's stored in the you know the hr thing the hr function or whatever for your employment but maybe it would be a good idea to start printing those out mm-hmm yeah, well, and I would imagine those that you can get as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else we should be keeping in mind as these very first steps after getting the bad news? Yeah, I think um, you know, even if someone is fired or laid off, um, they should apply for unemployment anyway. This is at any time. You know, it doesn't have to be because of coronavirus right now, but um, anytime, just to check and see if you're owed any kind of benefits that are still out there for you. You know, every situation, every person is different. So highly recommend as soon as you lose your job for whatever reason to try to file for those benefits. Um, they usually don't start until the third week that you've been unemployed. There's usually kind of a lag time in that. I don't know with coronavirus how that lag time is working out. I know I heard that first week that the system was overloaded here in Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, but hopefully things are evening out a little bit more now. And you mentioned the circumstances of your losing your job. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna get into the whole story, but actually, lost my job many 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 years ago uh, in high school under certain circumstances where it was considered fired and i applied for unemployment and ended up being able to get the unemployment because they ruled that the circumstances under which this person terminated me were not justified or whatever purposes mm-hmm. it would have been it was so it can get that way i mean it's worth exploring even if you did get terminated there might be something out there for you very correct so yeah. after I file for the benefits, what's the next step I need to take? Sure. I think the next step you need to look into is your health insurance options. Uh, if you find yourself out of a job um, that had employer-based health care, um, there's some options for you. Um, the first one being what's called COBRA insurance. It's COBRA stands for Consolidated Omnibus Benefit Reconciliation Act. It's a long one. COBRA, if you remember. <laughs> um, gives you a chance to carry on your employer's benefits. Um, for a limited period of time after you stop working for them. You do have to pay the full cost of it. You know, normally you get partial benefit by working for them, but COBRA ensures that you can pay the full amount and still have the same exact coverage. Okay. Another option is government health insurance. Um, There's a marketplace for it. It's part of the Affordable Care Act of 2010. Um, It gives unemployed workers the chance to apply for health care during a special enrollment period, and that enrollment period is 60 days after you lose your employer's health insurance. So for that first 60 days, you can apply for this Affordable Care Act 2010 unemployment benefit. And that's outside of that open enrollment period they do every year. Right. Correct. Okay. It's a special, kind of a special circumstance for someone that loses their job. And the third option really is to search in the um, private health insurance marketplace. So you could, you know, look for um, insurance coverage for you and your family if you feel strong. Um, if you're in a strong financial, you know, position, you can go out and buy private insurance. Um, but make sure you're looking into all kinds of options for you because they have different plans, some high deductible pan- plans that will keep your premiums low. Every single one of the options you brought up are going to have a considerably higher cost than, or most likely have that considerably higher cost than what you had through an employer. That's going to. I've, I've done the Cobra insurance before um, when I was between jobs at one point, and it was significantly higher. You forget how generous your employers are in paying a portion of that for you until you're out of having that. 
I know they always you get the statement every year, at least if you live in, work in corporate America, where they they actually tell you <laughs> this yeah. is how much we paid, and it is. It's a it's actually a scary amount of money that goes towards that benefit. So, okay, so with that, your expenses are going up. Your income probably has gone down considerably, even if you do get the unemployment insurance. When we get back, we're going to take a quick break. But when we get back, we can talk about perhaps better ways to manage your finances as this is all happening to you. It's Good Money Moves. We'll be right back on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell along with Michelle Dodd and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. And a timely discussion today. So many folks out there are on furlough. They've been laid off. A lot of uncertainty as to whether these jobs are coming back. And uh, this program, I imagine, is going to provide folks with some really useful information on how to weather these bad times. So managing day-to-day finances after you've lost your job, where do you start? What what can you do? Sure. Well, you know, we, we talked about this in our podcast 11 and 12 when we talked about saving, but budgeting. Um, if you've never done a budget before, now is the time to do it. Um, I know people probably think credit unions and banks talk about doing that all the time, but this time, of, this time in the life is key to doing that budget. Um, getting that in place will, you know, is essential to staying financially stable after a job loss. So to start out, if you haven't done the budget thing before, I guess maybe we could cover some of the basics of that, huh? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I think it's figuring out exactly what you have to work with, so you're not accumulating debt. Because the one thing you want to do is work with what you have, how much you are getting right now. You know, if you're getting um, unemployment or if it's a severance package from, you know, losing your job, find out how much you're going to get, know how much that is, um, knowing that unemployment's going to be less than your normal paycheck. So how much is that going to be and what can you, you know, account for in that? Um, the nice thing is First Alliance has a downloadable budget worksheet that can help you get organized. If you're a member, there's a My Money tool with our online banking that you can help accomplish that. So we've got some tools out there to get someone started, and it walks you right through what to do to set up a budget. So I start out with where I was before this happened. Mm-hmm. Gather the information. Yeah, gather the information about where I am today, mm-hmm. so I know what I have as income moving forward, and that's going to clearly identify a gap. Right. I imagine that's you know you're going to be your basic math. This is <laughs> I'm going to have to trim my expenses or find a way to increase my revenue to make up that gap until this thing is all over with. Right. That's exactly right. I mean, you, it's, I mean, it's never a fun process to go through figuring out just how much money you lost, um, from your income, but it's going to be a really crucial step for people to take to really get a good understanding of where their finances are now to help them make a really solid plan to move forward from here. And hopefully it's only a temporary cutback. Yeah, let's hope it's shorter than longer, that's for sure. So the the basics of the budget are the income side. Yep, so I think if people have, you know, check out what's in your savings account, hopefully. You listened to us before and and started some savings. 
Um, look at what that benefit's going to be, whether it's a severance package or unemployment. And then hopefully you've looked into, you look into some government assistance programs. There's a lot of stuff out there um, that is helping people, especially at this, you know, devastating time in our country. Um, so kind of pooling those efforts and seeing what you have to work with. Okay. On the other side, the expense side of the sheet, how do we go about putting that into something, a useful form, something that I can actually apply to this budgeting process? Are there any beginning steps of how to put that part of it together? How much is actually going out the door? Yeah, I think, you know, creating, whether it's weekly or monthly, you know, just that budget that shows what your bills are, um, what other necessities you have, household items, um, groceries. Groceries is always a big one. Yes. Um, how much you spend on that kind of stuff. Um, and maybe assign, you know, how much do I need to spend on groceries? What would be, what's the priority? You know, the, maybe the kids are home now, so you've got more lunches to make. Um, but hopefully in your budget before you had school lunches, you know, accounted for. So hopefully you can match that amount up so you're not spending more weekly by having the kids home than you would be if they were in school. One tip I would have. Um, it, I think you just have to prioritize those bills and determine your spending plan. If somebody had never done this before, I know you mentioned the tools, but and we also mentioned categories. You have you know, your groceries here, you have utilities here, um, maybe car payment here. I don't know uh, what categories people. Do you have any advice, either Michelle or Jenna, on how to do that uh, for somebody who's never actually done this before? That now you know they've been going along without actually having to do it perhaps and now sure. they've seen this great reduction in income and it's become a necessity yeah i think you know there's there's two kinds of of bills and expenses you have there's the fixed ones so the car payment you have every month um you know the utility bill is about the same it might be a few dollars or cents different but there's kind of those fixed expenses you have every month and then there's the other ones like the groceries or the dining out or the clothing options those are more flexible so that's where if, you know once you know what the fixed categories are you can see okay which of those do I need to pay and which of the flexible ones can I maybe take a little extra from to move over okay so you have your your rent or your home payment your car payment your utility bills so the roof over your head and the heat in your home and then we're down to groceries um, and I suppose that's the middle ground what what would we look at as the low-hanging fruit when it comes to budgeting the stuff that is relatively, I, I emphasize relatively because a lot of us would suffer greatly if we had to get rid of some of these luxuries. Um, <laughs> but the things that we could just ax, perhaps, if, if we had to. Yeah, so I think that the option of cutting back on some non-necessity things, things that are, you know, they're nice to have, but do you need them? Um, you know, cable television is one that sometimes people can cut their bill there or look at different options to save some money. Um, dining out, be it you can't really dine out right now, but you can, you know, pick up and take out from places. But, you know, I know we want to support local businesses, but if you're one that wasn't eating out before, that's going to add an expense. Or if you were doing it four times a week, maybe you just cut it back a couple. Um, gym memberships, um, streaming services or subscriptions or magazines, um, house supplies, like cleaning supplies or cleaning service. If you've got a, I wish I had this, but if I had a maid service coming in, that would be probably <laughs> something I'd cut pretty quick. Because if I'm home, I should be able to do that for myself, be it it's the worst thing in the world for me. Um, even landscaping or lawn care stuff, you know, can you put that landscaping project off? Because right now it's not a need, but it would look nice. So I think you have to just determine that for yourself of what's a necessity and what's not a necessity. Sure. And yeah. I... 
it's kind of looking back at your your hierarchy of needs right let's make sure you have food shelter clothing before we worry about paying for things like netflix or still grabbing that coffee things like that and and we like to pick on those things but that's just because they're they're the easy first steps that you can really kind of look at and once you start thinking about things like that you'll you'll start realizing there's other things in your budget that you might be able to cut out as well and we've also talked in the past when we had this topic come up that if you don't go through the process you don't realize how much you are spending on what i call the low-hanging fruit the Mm -hmm. you know if you if you have multiple subscription screening um, streaming services all of a sudden, you're talking thirty, fifty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, definitely. And, and if you know, if you love those, what do you lattes? <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't know. But uh, I, I see the people lined up at the the drive-through coffee shops all the time, and I mm-hmm. I, I imagine they're five, six dollars for a coffee. Right. You do that more than once a day, or once a day, or whatever. You're talking about a sizable piece of cash. That uh, could be used to meet those top tier requirements of the roof over your head and food in your tummy. Absolutely. I think right now, you know, honestly, if people do the stay at home thing, you are going to you are going to be able to save some money more than you probably realize. Because just those little, you know, oh, I'm driving by the Dairy Queen. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to Quick Trip. I'm going to stop there. All those add up and you don't really even realize it. The impulse purchases. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We all do those. <laughs> so you set up the budget and you have these items or categories. Um, I know groceries is probably the toughest one. Do you have any advice for setting that grocery budget for folks? Because I know in my own experience, when I've done this, I always underestimate it. I always think, there's no way we spend that much money on food every month at the grocery store. But you know what? I was, I, I've been wrong every time. It's been higher than what I thought it was. Yeah, that's a hard one for a lot of people just because even though you probably buy a lot of the same things week to week, you don't really have a lot of control over the pricing or what's available in the stores. And a lot of times you're subbing out one thing for another just because it's quicker, more convenient to grab off the shelf than going all the way down to a different part of the store to grab it and, you know, things like that. So. But it, it, you do have some control over your grocery budget, right? So if you usually buy the name brand version of something, typically the store brand is going to be cheaper. So it's like you don't necessarily have to completely cut things out. It's really just paying much closer attention to what those prices are and what the alternative product is. And a really good way to determine what that but that grocery budget looks like for you and your family is to just go back and through the previous couple months and look at what you have been spending and decide, is this a reasonable number and can we cut back on this at all? Sure. This is all about, it's, yeah, it's about gaining. It's hard to put, it's hard to put a number on that for a lot of people because everybody, you know, has different priorities when it comes to their food. Um, <laughs> Some people really enjoy food. Other people are fine eating ramen every day. You know, you and, and, find that yep, but you, you, you cannot cut down on the dog food, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk about some of the other aspects of this. Maybe you have some loans out there, and you're you might be facing a difficulty staying current with those loans because of what's happened as a result of the pandemic. Um, 
We'll talk about that when we get back. More Good Money Moves coming up on Newstalk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Back to Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble and Michelle Dodd, and we've been talking about how to, I guess, tighten your belt. <laughs> If your income has been greatly reduced as we're dealing with the pandemic. And before we move on to loans, Jenna, did you want to bring up something about medical options that we might have missed when we discussed that earlier in the program? Yeah. So uh, there's one option that I wanted to make sure we just touched on really quick when we were talking about health care options if you've lost your job. So Minnesota also has medical assistance and Minnesota care, which are options for kind of low income or their low cost, no cost health care insurance options that you might qualify right. for. There's a lot of stipulations that go with that, but those are also another set of health care options that you can look into um, if you've lost your health care coverage after losing your job. I Next. just wanted to make sure we touched on that because those are really important services that are available to. Okay, excellent information because it's such an important factor. Um, loans. I have whatever debt I have out there and I've done the math and my income is down to the point where I don't know what to do. Um, maybe we could talk about what options are available for folks if they find themselves in this kind of situation. Certainly. I think, um, you know, once you've gone through that budget, it's, it's very likely if you've lost your job that you've done the budget, the unemployment benefits aren't really enough for you to make, you know, meet all your financial obligations. And the, the house, the roof over your head, all of that that we talked about a little bit ago is super important and you have to have those things. But what you can do, the best thing you can really do for yourself is reach out to your lender. Talk with them. We always tell our members to talk with us if anything goes wrong. You know, let us be one of your first calls because we can try to help. You know, many times there's um, any financial institution will have services and options in place to help you, you know, so that you don't default on your loans. I know I can speak for First Alliance, as like I said, I know many institutions do it, but here we can do a modification or extension of your due date. We can refinance loans to maybe extend them out a little bit longer. Um, we can do a consolidation, a debt consolidation loan. A lot of time if you have a lot of little payments, we can put them together for one payment and that payment is usually lower than all of the others that you're paying. So we can try to save you on your monthly payment, give you a little bit more cash for those groceries. Um, we offer here at First Alliance, we offer a skip a pay service. So you can um, just basically assign a form and we skip that payment for you. Um, and right now there's no cost to doing that. Does that more or less extend the length of the loan then? If you, at this it does. Okay. You know, there's, still, there's still interest accruing on it, but there's not, you know, and then when you pay that back, you'll pay more interest in the next payment. But you're still going to have a little extra income. You know, that, you know, if it's a four or $500 car payment, that's a lot of money to help with some of those expenses for day to day. Especially in what we hope is a very temporary situation that, that oh, might sure. be a great option. Yep, and we can do that. You know, we can look at doing that more than once if need be. So we just kind of want to see what, you know, each per again, each person's circumstance is different. So what's going to be best for their circumstance. We also offer um, payment deferment options, and we do have some credit counseling agencies we work with um, hand-in-hand to help our members. And if somebody is 
dealing with this budget situation and they're and they're trying to do this and they're not getting it done or they're having difficulty is that something they can also talk to somebody at the credit union about maybe get some advice on how to how to do this the right way absolutely yes definitely that's what we're here for as a credit union we're here for a membership so we do want to hear hear their story hear the situation and we'll try to be as creative as we can we are here to help people and you'd stress too michelle the importance of making that phone call before things get out of hand be proactive about it and and communicate with your creditor so they know what your situation is and maybe you can do what you talked about earlier some of these different options to you know take some of the load off you at least temporarily yeah there's no there's no reason to ever be embarrassed when something like this happens a loss of a job at any time you know whether it's now or another time never a reason to be embarrassed life happens um, that's what we're here for we're a no judgment zone we'll just listen and see what we can do to help Fantastic. And Jenna, I'm going to throw it back at you because I know <laughs> from experience that one of the first places I maybe check after I file for unemployment would be go to your website and tap into some of the resources you have readily available online. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so if you visit firstalliancecu.com, we do have tons of blog content out there about managing your finances, dealing with debt job loss situations um, all along with all kinds of special tools and resources um, available to our members and for those who are not members with us yet you know we talked about the budgeting calculator earlier we've got a debt consolidation calculator you can use and um, as Michelle mentioned just talking with our lending team talking with our member advisors it's always a great idea if you're going through any kind of life transition um, whether it's losing your job or getting married or you know whatever it is we're here to kind of help you set up a really workable financial plan to keep you financially stable and help you keep making good money moves. All right. Fantastic. I'll be talking to both of you next week again. Excellent. We'll Excellent. All right. It's good money moves. Until next week, I'm Andy Brownell on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.